Welcome to the podcast. We're street smart, business smart, all kinds of smart people share their insights into the world of marketing, career journeys, and personal growth. So sit back and prepare to get enlightened with your host, Adam Posner. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast where I bring you the best and brightest from the world of business, marketing, and personal growth to help you harness your inner tenacity and drive your career forward. Today, I bring you the master of the art of LinkedIn. I did say that. Tactics and more tactics. He is a digital marketing vet who has fully capitalized on LinkedIn to grow his own business and teach others with his blueprint course. Joe Applebaum is the CEO of Ajax Union, a business-to-business digital marketing agency based out of my hometown in Brooklyn, New York. He is a business strategist, a marketing expert, and a certified Google trainer, and is the author of his new book, High Energy Secrets, how he lost 95 pounds and has more energy than anyone on this earth. And if you follow his LinkedIn, you'll see him at 6 a.m. in the morning in Prospect Park. I don't even know where the heck he is, just crushing it. And when he's not mojovating, mojovating, I said that right, entrepreneurs at events and social media, he chills in his hood in Brooklyn with his wife and five kids, which is his greatest accomplishment. And if he's not all over your LinkedIn feed by design, then you must not be doing something on the platform, right? And it's also known to bust out a freestyle rap if we get lucky. So I've been connected with Joe for a while. We have some close mutual friends, some colleagues, and it was only natural that him and I crossed paths. And we've did not, done that over the next couple of months. And I knew that I had to have him on the show to spit some knowledge. He is a content machine, a LinkedIn guru, a constant source of energy and drive. And I'm thrilled to have him here on the show today. Joe, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. This is amazing. Unbelievable. Yes. Yes, exactly. Thank you, my man. So why don't we start and give my tribe a little bit of your, your origin story. I did a little bit of background here, but how did we go from Joe who to Joe now? How did we get there, man? So I started off as kind of like the average Joe, trying to make a living, trying to figure it out. And I was freelancing, doing web design. I was doing IT services. I was doing a variety of different things. And they say, if you build it, they will come. Well, I build it. Nobody came. So I had to figure out how to market it. So I became this marketer, this person who markets things, who does SEO and all that stuff. And I quickly realized that SEO is really hot. This was 11 years ago. And I was able to pick up my first five, 10, 30, 100, 1,000 clients to help them be able to grow their business. We were number 178 on the Inc. 5000. Mm -hmm. And we grew our company to be very successful. And now recently, I saw that LinkedIn is really blowing up and there's a massive opportunity to teach people how to network. I used to be a person I was afraid of networking in person and I kind of had to learn how to do that. I was afraid of public speaking, I had to learn how to do that. And so I took all my knowledge and all my skills and all my reverse engineering ability when it comes to mm -hmm. SEO and web development and IT services, troubleshooting and all that, and I put it into in a mixture of sales and networking. And now we created this course and this company called Social Selling where we Let teach get people how to go from order takers to rainmakers in just 15 minutes a day. And we have this great strategy that will help anybody be able to leverage their life and take away. So for my passion is helping hungry entrepreneurs go awesome. from inspiration to motivation, and that's where I'm at. And awesome, we're gonna dig into that a little bit, but let me start off with this question I've been meaning to ask you. If we weren't sitting here today, if you weren't behind that mic, if you didn't have that awesome thing behind you, I mean, what else could Joe be doing? What, what do you think like in another life you'd be doing if it wasn't this man? I've always wanted to ask you that. Or were you born for this? 
No, I would probably, if I wasn't doing this, I would be on stage somewhere with like 100,000 people and I would be rapping. And that's, I would be like a, a rapper, like a gangster rapper. I would have a really cool chain here. I would have gold teeth. Nice. I would drive like a Cadillac with massive tires. <laughs> the tires have to be bigger than the car. Of course. And I would just be chilling like a villain. Probably have a yacht or two yachts. At least two. Yeah, I would have like a gold chain. I would always have a Rubik's Cube. I'm not sure why, but It'd I would- probably be a gold-plated Rubik's Cube, though. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I, I, I love it, man. So let's jump into what you were talking about before. Um, for me, there's a fine line on selling. Look at that cash right there. Those are oversized. There's a fine line on selling on LinkedIn. There, there, it's, it's a business platform, and it's about relationships. And I find people are being very transactional these days instead of long-term relationship. But let's talk about the blueprint of social selling. What's that all about? So the blueprint of social selling is teaching people that there's an actual three-step process to doing anything that you want to do, whether you want to make more money, build more relationships, have more influence. If you want to succeed on LinkedIn, there's an actual process that you can take. And following the process that I took to generate millions of dollars directly from the relationships that I have on LinkedIn and understanding how to get these million-dollar bills here. They're fake, but they're million-dollar bills. I, I always knew there was a million-dollar bill out there, man. You and not have multiple million-dollar bills. And so many people are stuck on vanity metrics, right? They, they want likes, they want comments and all that stuff. And I say that is a waste of attention, a waste of time. Instead of going viral, I say have the right hundred people see you a hundred times. And, and for me- Inch wide and a mile deep, brother. Yeah, and so for me, it's a thousand people to see me a thousand times a year. And I know who my tribe is. I know who's going to refer business to me. I know who's going to become a client. I know who my target client is. So the social selling system is all about, number one is branding yourself, understanding Number one, what are your goals? Who is your target market? And what is the message to that target market to help you to your goal? That's the foundation. We call it Brandon. The second thing is building, understanding what your stories are, building out your stories, understanding what your profile needs to say, building out your profile, and understanding what your dashboards needs to be and building out your dashboards. So that's building. And then the final step, which is step number three, is booming, which is posting, engaging, and messaging in 15 minutes a day. You need to post, but you have to know the types of posts that you need to do. Exactly. The articles, the videos, what do you need to be doing? And then engaging, commenting, liking, endorsing, recommending, all that stuff. And then in terms of direct messaging, outreach, it's all about greeting, feeding, and then meeting. Most people go straight to selling. That doesn't work. Social selling is about going from an order taker to a rainmaker. Yep. People love to buy. They hate to be sold. No, they hate it. I mean, I can't. I mean, my, my pet peeve, and I'm sure with so many people, I literally get connection messages and, and IMs all the time with just a straight up sales pitch. And I would say, Joe, 90% of them are irrelevant. They have not done their homework. They haven't even looked at my profile. And that's what's diluting the system. So I want to talk about a recent post that you had that, I, that really hit home for me. I really like that. It said, quote, maximize your ROI on LinkedIn. Hint, strategy, activity, and connections. How does Joe do that? So number one strategy is understanding that you have to have a plan. It all starts with a goal. I hear a lot of influencers and people that are teaching LinkedIn and they're teaching tactics. Tactics are great if you have a goal. So if I say, how much money do you want to make right now? When anyone listening to this, how much money do you want to make right now? When you don't have a clear goal, if you say as much as possible, like 99% of people, you're not going to get to as much as possible. It's got to be it's tangible. Like, it's got to be like a, a realistic goal. I mean, even a reach goal, but it's got to be a number that you could put metrics against. Yeah, and it's not, it, don't say a number that makes you comfortable. Say a number that makes you uncomfortable, but don't be absurd about your goal. Be Have a real goal that you can get to in the next year, one to three years. And then the next thing is, what is your marketing plan? How much do people have to pay you? What is your lifetime value of a customer? What is your cost per acquisition? Like, what's your plan? How are you going to do that? And number three 
in terms of your plan is what is your actual LinkedIn plan? What are you going to be doing on LinkedIn? So before you get into tactics, I tell people start with strategy. Why? Because the right strategy will save you a decade. And if you're using a lot of energy, but no strategy, you're wasting your time. It's a waste you want to win the game. You want to win the game. Not time just- is our most valuable asset in spades. Time. You can't replace time. You can't create more of it. It's a finite amount. So let's talk about this for a little bit, growing an audience. And for me, it's not just a numbers game. And you and I are on the same page with this. And I want to grow my audience. I do. And I want to grow my followers, but it really has to be about quality. I'm not looking to go crazy with that. And I'll be honest with you. I probably decline I would say 20 to 30% of all connection requests because they're irrelevant, they're bullshit, they're just coming at me for the sales. What is your personal approach? Well, two questions. What is your personal approach? How do you go about you know, either growing your audience and then how do you spit that out to others? What's kind of the guidelines there? So I always tell people, have a connection strategy. What is your connection strategy? So some, someone, I, by the way, I don't delete connection requests. I hoard connection requests, which means I have close to 4,000 people that are waiting to connect with me. On, just sitting in there. They're just sitting there. And the reason I let them sit there is because it makes me feel good to have a line of people waiting to connect with me. I look at it in the morning really? and brush my hair and I'm like, Everyone's oh, waiting for yeah. Joe. I got it. I get, it's like... So you're, like, so you're like, so you're like the doorman. So you're like the doorman at your own club, and every morning for after hours, you could look and see all those people waiting online that didn't get in. Get in line, baby. Get in you line. You are the velvet rope of entering Joe's universe, and I and I absolutely love it. So one of the things that I absolutely love that you talk about, which I don't think people do enough, is metrics and ROI. I mean, I come from the school of marketing. I come from dashboards. I think it's critical. I don't think people are paying attention to that. What, what are some of the top metrics on LinkedIn that? LinkedIn provides to you and what are some metrics that actually take that extra step of thought process when you put into an Excel spreadsheet or a Google doc, like what are those metrics that people should be using? And I'm asking for myself too. I mean, I'm working on it, man. Yeah. So in terms of ROI metrics, I want to get into that, but I just want to say one more thing about the previous question, just to make sure the audience understands it. I don't just let people hang there and connect with me for no reason. (laughs) I actually... I qualify the people first and I say, number one is, are they a real person? Number two is, do I want to get to know them? Number three is, can I add value to them? And if if the answer is no for all of them, they're not a real person, I don't know them and I don't want to get to know them and I can't add value to them, I'm just going to let it hang there to make me feel good. But to answer your, your KPI question, the KPI that I look at that is the most important KPI on LinkedIn is your caller ID. And you might say, what are you talking about caller ID? You know that when somebody searches for you on Google, somebody searches for you on Google, I hear about your name, I search your name on Google, LinkedIn usually comes up number one, two, or three on almost every single person that is a professional, a business owner, entrepreneur, coach, consultant, LinkedIn's going to come up on the first page of Google. Now, when they click on that LinkedIn profile, what ends up happening is it gets registered as a profile view, as a caller ID profile view on your profile views. And if you're paying for LinkedIn... And you can actually see who looked at your profile. LinkedIn Premium, that is your call. LinkedIn Premium. That is the most important metric. You want to know how many human beings are looking at your profile on a monthly basis and who are they? And you are responsible to reach out to the people that are on your caller ID. Most people don't do this. A hundred percent. I completely agree with you. And, and I've gotten this from day one. And that's why I see the value in the LinkedIn Premium. It's not just for your 30 emails a month, even if you're not a recruiter. But those, what I do is it's important to see who's looking at your profile because that's engagement. You know automatically that that person had some interest, whether it be an inkling, maybe it was a piece of content that drove them there, whatever it was, that they're interested in something and now you need to get back to them. So the onus is on you for that. And I, and I, and I agree with you 100% on that. When somebody gets referred to you, they're going to search for you on Google and then they're going to click 
on your profile, but chances are 90% of the time, they're not even going to reach out to you because they got busy with something else. So they were ref referred to you. They're a hot lead. They're a potential client and they checked out your profile and it's registered there and For you haven't reason. looked at it and you haven't looked at it. That's ridiculous. It's a wasted opportunity. Exactly. So let's talk about that number. So let's ha so i'm looking at my at my profile views it shows me week over week it shows me over the over the long term and that helps me kind of track the growth what if my profile views are lower if they're trending lower week over week what is something that i could do to drive views there are three things that you could do to increase the amount of people that are looking at your profile ultimately you want people that are coming to you that are relevant and that are going to help you get more business or help you get more clout so the three things that you can do to get more profile views is number one, post every single day. How often do you post on LinkedIn? I'm, I'm at least once a day. At least once twice. a day, right? I post at least three to 10 times a day. Yeah, you, po you post like four before 8 a.m. of you doing crazy shit in the park. Right, crazy shit in the park. I'm doing 15 second motivations. I'm doing these really long talks on LinkedIn. I'm posting articles. I'm posting texts, I'm posting quotes, I'm posting six different types of posts. So I'm giving a lot of value, a lot of information to my network, and that helps create more people seeing me, and then they click on my face, and they check out my profile and learn about me, and I got them. I got them in my caller ID. I saw who it was. Got That's them. number one, posting. Number two is engaging. Most people don't like, don't comment, don't engage. If you're a lurker, stop being a lurker. And That's my next question. We'll get to that. Yeah, so stop being a lurker. And the second, and then the third thing that you want to do is outreach, which is message people. You have connections, whether the average CEO has 930 connections on LinkedIn. How many messages do you send a day? I send 100 messages a day to people that I know, that I like, that I trust. And people often say, Joe, what types of messages could you possibly be sending to people? Well, if I have 20,000 connections, I could send 100 messages a day for the whole year and I won't go through all my connections. No, no, I, I, I hear you on that one. What would you say the number one thing people are doing, the average person is doing wrong on LinkedIn? Is it, is it lack of engagement? Is it they're just lurking? Like, what are they doing wrong there, man? The thing that every, the biggest mistake, I'm, I'm going to underline this, the biggest, and you can make this as bold as you want, the biggest mistake that people make on LinkedIn is that they get busy on the feed. Busy on the feed. Let's elaborate that a little bit. So you, you log into LinkedIn, you have 15 minutes. Let's say you allocate, you said time is the most important asset. Mm -hmm. I say time is important, but what's more important is not having more time, but having more priorities. But that's a whole nother conversation about time management versus priority management. That'll but, be for next show. But that'll be for the next show. So what I want to tell you is the biggest mistake, if you have 15 minutes to spend on LinkedIn, do not spend it reading a bunch of content that's not relevant to you on your feed. Don't just sit there wasting it like you wasted, like, you know, you could look at the feed, that's fine, but after you did your important things. So if you're not going into LinkedIn and adding value to your network by posting, if you're going into LinkedIn and you're not engaging with your ideal prospects and the people that are your referral partners, if you're not engaging and if you're not messaging people by greeting, feeding, and meeting them, you're wasting your time. So the most important thing you can do is booming, booming, which is posting, engaging, and messaging in 15 minutes a day. No, that's, that's absolutely a good one. You hit on this before. You talk a lot about people going from lurker to influencer. Why do people lurk? Are they, are they scared? Are they don't know what to say? Why are people lurking? The reason why people are lurking, I, I, usually get, I usually get about, I probably have over a hundred reasons why people lurk. Um, the most common reason is I don't know what to say. I don't have time to comment and like or, or message or post or anything. Do it on Facebook. Or, or I don't want to get rejected. I don't want to look stupid. I don't want people to know that I'm doing stuff, that I'm looking at their stuff. There's a lot, of, a lot of concerns that people have. But ultimately, what it boils down to is people lacking awareness, people lacking strategy. Those are the two things. So they don't, they don't realize that 
when they engage, they get exposure and the value of that exposure. So they lack mm -hmm. the awareness. And number two is if they have the awareness and they see that it's important, they're dabbling because they don't have a written strategy. Most people don't have a 13-week content calendar. Most people don't have an asset library. Most people don't have templated comments and messages and engagement. They don't Most have- Most people aren't us, Joe. Yeah, yeah. And there's, so, and there's different levels of that too, based on what your business objectives are. So it's, it's, it's not for everybody, but if you're looking to use LinkedIn to drive any type of business activity, you have to have a plan. So switching gears a little bit, and, and, I, and I just love your style, man. I mean, you're raw, you, you, you say it how it is. What does the word authentic mean to you, Joe? To me, authentic means not being somebody who you're not. That means that literally just putting your all into it. When you have to overthink your answer, so I'm not, I'm not even thinking, I'm just being. So if you want to be authentic, that means just be, just, just show up. Like, like, you know, when you're with your best friend, do you sit there and think about what you said? Or can you just say it and just be just it and just show up? Just like you said, spit it, just spit it. Just I, get your audience dirty. I, 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 and I, and I hear you, man. So real hot topic right now. There, there's two things that we're going to talk about that are, that are pretty controversial this day. The first one is our engagement pods. And we've talked about that a lot, um, you know, across the board and, as a marketer standpoint, you know, my point of view is I, I, I see it from a concept standpoint that you're, you're, you're a like-minded group of people, whether it be in the same subject area, but the part that I don't like about it is that unwritten contract where it's, it's comment for comment. What are your thoughts overall on engagement pods? I think that if it's just comment for comment um, and just for the sake of, of just uh, vanity metrics, it's a waste of time. I think that the, the purpose of engagement pods is to really engage people to learn about each other and to build a real meaningful relationship. You know, I just posted a whole a long article about the benefits of an engagement pod and how to do it the wrong way and how to do it the right way. And I gave examples and all that. But you know, what I want people to know is that an engagement pod is really just like a group, a mastermind of people that are getting together and they are sharing content with each other. And if it resonates with you, like it and comment on it, but leave something original and, and smart or something that's branded with your name on it. Don't just write nice posts, nice posts, nice posts, and just like everything. But that's what's happening, man. That's what's giving in a bad rap because that's what people are doing, and it's juking the velocity on, on LinkedIn, and that's a problem. Um, you know, I, per I personally do not engage in engagement pods. That's, I've been offered. Um, I get invited all the time. That's not what I do. I want my content to resonate because I've heard terrible stories about people getting into engagement pods, and they're literally being bullied into comment for comment, and it's killing LinkedIn, and it's killing my feed, and, and that's, that's not the right it's not right. It's a waste of time. It's, it's, for me, it's not about right or wrong. I just think it's wasting time doing that. Getting those likes and those comments are not adding any value to anybody. Maybe you're getting a few more views on your stuff, but ultimately you're not building real relationships with people. I want to build real relationships with real people. And in order for me to do that correctly, I need to take a step back and see, okay, who are the human beings I want to connect? So I have a, a, an engagement pod with coaches and it's a bunch of coaches that talk about coaching in the pod. We're not even sharing content. Right. So, so, in, that, so in that pod, Joe, you're not being forced to like their stuff. No, no. Good. There isn't an engagement I'm, I'm fine pod. You're never forced to do anything. What you want to do is you want to be a real good citizen, a really good community member. I even have a minion. I don't know if you know what a minion is, but I have a minion of men. I call it the LinkedIn minion. And I just bring 10 men together and we are together sharing our content sharing our thoughts, sharing our ideas, laughing together. It's a minion. That's what we do. Three times a day, we log into the minion. Okay. That's, that's, that's interesting. Let's talk about the other one, the word influencer, right? And I don't like when somebody self-appoints themselves with that title influencer. I believe that it should be earned. I believe that it comes when someone else calls you that for a reason. What are your thoughts on that title? And for me, it's really about the adding value versus that complete narcissistic point of view when 
you're being a self self anointed influencer. I'd love to hear what you have to say. I like the word influence. I think the word influence is important. I think the word influencer is a made up word that was made uh, made up for people that are that have a large influence um, to a community. But I think every human being is an influencer. The first person and the most important person that you need to influence is yourself. That's exactly. And if you could influence yourself and be proactive, then the question is, who do you want to influence? So I want to help 1,000 hungry entrepreneurs go from frustration to motivation. Does that make me an influencer if I only want to influence 1,000 people? Maybe, maybe not. It depends on what you consider an influencer. It's a very per I believe that influencer is a very personal term. And if you say, oh, I'm an influencer because I have 10,000 Instagram followers, but you have no engagement and you don't have a real community and you try to nothing. make them an offer and nothing happens, whereas you have a guy who has 100 people in his community and he's influencing 100 very successful CEOs and he makes an offer and he makes $20 million in revenue from that offer, that's an influencer to me. Yep, and, and, I, and I, completely, I completely agree. I love your coined, I don't even know if you've trademarked, I love motivation. I love it. Thank you. What does that mean to you and how could people harness their own inner motivation? I always tell people, if you want to get motivated, the first thing you have to do is get hydrated because a 5% drop in hydration is a 30% drop in energy. I wrote this book called High Energy Secrets and it's a book that I absolutely love because it shows you how I lost 95 pounds and kept it off. I think that it starts with physical and then it moves to mental and emotional and then you can get into spiritual and so on. So if you want to get motivated, if you want to feel like like your essence is out there, like you're authentic, like you're real, and you could be raw and passionate. Most people lack passion. And it's not because they lack the potential for passion. They lack passion because they're afraid they're going to get judged. They're afraid they're not going to be loved. They're afraid that if they're passionate, people are going to not accept them. And I, and I tell you right now, if you are a mediocre, if you are not showing up and you're kind of just like, trying to please people. If you're a people pleaser and you're not motivated and you never get passionate, then everyone is neither going to like you and neither going to hate you. You're going to be irrelevant. What you want to do is you want to jump out of your shell, get motivated so the people right. that love you, love you, and the people that hate you show up and tell you they hate you so you can block them. Right. And I, I think it's another thing too. So I started getting trolled and I feel like it's a sense of accomplishment that I finally made it with second and third party people are jumping on my feeds. And I started saying things that I really feel in my heart. Not everyone's going to agree with them, Joe. I say things coming from my point of view, from my area of expertise, and then these trolls are jumping in. They have no business doing it. But for me, I'm like, aha, that means they're paying attention. People are paying attention. You know what the beauty is when the trolls come out? You see that you actually got somewhere and that you're actually making an impact. I look at your stuff. I look at your posts, and I see you have 8,500 people following you. Does that make you an influencer? If 20 people like and 10 people comment, if a thousand, if let's say you have 500 people see every single time you post, does that make you an influencer? If you wanted to make you an influencer, it makes you an influencer. I think influencer is a very personal term. And I think that trolls are there to be blocked. Trolls want attention. The less attention you give them, the more they will go away. They want, they want to have that, so that kill, energy. Is your approach to kill their oxygen? You don't I, even respond? I don't respond. I delete and block them. And it just makes life easier because otherwise I get sucked into it. I know so many influencers. You want to be defensive, right? Like you want to, you want to engage with them and say, you're an asshole, you're wrong, and here's why. And you don't it do it. Work. It never works. You're never going to win an argument. I think it was Dale Carnegie that said the best way to win an argument is not to have one to begin with. So I don't argue with anybody. I'm here to add value and to help hungry entrepreneurs go from frustration to motivation. And if somebody's not hungry, mm. negative or angry or resentful or resigned or cynical, 
I just block them from my life and it's done. You know, there are some people in my family that might be like that, but you know what? I love them and accept them. You can't choose your family, Joe. You can't choose your family. Accept them and love them, but I don't have to spend time with them. I accept and love them. And you know what? There are people in my family where I block on social media because they make (laughs) nasty comments about stuff. So I basically say, you know what? That's great. Thank you for your opinion. You will never see me again. And that's it. I'm doing you a favor. I blocked you. Have a good day. Take the Mojo Joe approach to blocking people. So- Anyone who's local here in New York and even Miami, LA, wherever it is, Joe is international. He is global. He's all over the place. He is really pushing the needle on, you know, something that I preach, Joe, and I say it at the end of every show is take your online offline. Networking is the key to my success, relationships long-term, and I believe in networking and putting yourself out there. The other piece that I'm moving into is speaking gigs, and we'll certainly talk about that a little bit as well, but like, how have you utilized LinkedIn personally to grow your speaking gigs, and what could people do to really take that first step? Step number one is to state your goal to the world. Who are you talking to, and what do you want to talk about, and how many speaking engagements do you want next year? So I personally have published that I want to do 50 speaking engagements in the next year. I told my personal network about it. And within the past six months, I've done 25 speaking engagements because, and they all came from my personal networks. They all came from people that saw me on LinkedIn talking about it. And every speaking engagement leads to another speaking engagement. In the beginning, when I wanted to speak, I didn't know who I was talking to or what I was talking about. When people said, hey, Joe, what can you talk about? I said, oh, I can talk about anything. I can talk about business. I can talk about marketing. I can talk about recruiting. I can talk about culture. I can talk about blah, blah, blah. Now when people say, Joe, what are you talking about? I say, I talk about LinkedIn. I talk about how to go from an order taker to a rainmaker in 15 minutes a day, how to go from a lurker to an influencer. And I, and I have it down pat. Now somebody might say, well, I know you want to talk about LinkedIn, but could you talk about how to build real relationships? Be like, of course, I have a whole talk on that. Yep. I have a whole t- somebody says, Joe, can you talk about your seven stages and seven figures? I heard you talk about that. Sure, I have a whole talk. Can you talk about high energy secrets, how to lose weight and all that? Sure, I could talk about that. But when you're asking me what I'm going to talk about, I'm going to proactively talk about LinkedIn. That's number one is tell your network be sure of what you're talking about and know who you're talking to. I want to talk to coaches, consultants, entrepreneurs, real estate agents. That's who I want to talk to. So I, that, it makes it much easier for me to get speaking gigs that way. I, I love it, man. Let's bring it home here. Some questions that I ask everybody here. If you were to give one single piece of advice to somebody to be successful on LinkedIn, what would it be? Number one, measure. Most people are not measuring anything. Have a goal and measure. That is the number one piece of advice. Measure how many profile views you have. Measure how many posts you're posting. Measure how much time you're spending, not in the feed, but being proactive. Measure how many messages you send. Measure how many connections you have and how many of them you know, how many of them you actually have a relationship with. Measure everything, because if you want to improve it, you have to measure it. Measure your energy, measure your love for life, measure your passion, measure. That's right, how do you measure up? And Joe, what's, aside from LinkedIn, what is the best single piece of advice that someone has ever given you? Something that hits home, that resonates, a mantra, something that you just stick to do every single day when you wake up? Read, 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 read. Readers, leaders are readers. And if you want to grow, you need to read. I once went to my mother when I was 17 years old. I said, Ma, I didn't get a formal education and I'm never going to make money. I'm going to fail like you failed in your store because you don't have an education. And she got really serious. She pulled me into the station wagon. We drove to the Brooklyn Public Library on 17th Avenue and 60th Street. And she said, go into that building and get books. Books will teach you anything that you want to learn. So I got a bunch of books on computers and web design and a bunch of stuff. And I learned how to drive millions of dollars in revenue directly from And let's flip the script on that a little bit. What was your biggest career failure and what did you learn from that? My biggest career failure is picking up the wrong clients, trying to make money from everybody. The biggest problem is getting the wrong client and then them referring you a lot of the wrong clients. That was the biggest career 
failure. I got hundreds down the wrong road. I completely chasing the almighty dollar. Not every dollar has the right value attached. Not every dollar does. And that's important. Two questions that I ask everybody as I wrap up the show here, Joe, what is your superpower? What is that one thing that you have ingrained in your DNA? What does Joe do better than anybody else that makes you super powerful? I'm an ideator. I come up with ideas. I'm a starter and an ideator, which means I come up with ideas and I start them. You know what makes me terrible? What I'm terrible at? If I'm a really good starter, what, what do you think I'm terrible at? Finishing. Finishing. I'm terrible at finishing. So what I, because I know my superpower, that I'm really great at ideas and I'm really good at starting things, I hire human beings to support me to actually... Right. The only way I can make money is knowing what my strengths are, telling the word what my strengths are, playing my strengths, mm-hmm. and getting other people to support me where I'm not strong. Gary Vaynerchuk said it to me directly when I got fired from VaynerMedia. Stop focusing on your weaknesses and double down on your strengths. And that's what I did. And that's why I'm here today. I love it, Joe. And last but not least, when things are going great, when you want to show gratitude, when things are not going well, when you're having a crappy day, you lost a client, things are not going right. What is your North Star, Joe? What do you look to? The, the place that I look to is my state. The number one thing that will affect your attitude, the number one thing that will affect your results, the number one thing that will affect everything in your life is your current state. So if I'm in a terrible state, if I'm feeling depressed, if I'm not happy, if I'm not energized, I ask myself, number one is how much water did I drink? And number two is did I move today? Did I break a sweat? If you want to have a breakthrough, you have to break a sweat every single day. Wow harder than anyone else could ever push you, push your own physical body, let your body know who's in charge of your body and push it hard. And the harder you push, the further you will go. So if you're stressed out and you're not exercising, you don't have an outlet to get those hormones to change your state. If you want to vibrate higher, vibrate higher by moving faster, having more energy and getting outside of your comfort zone. That is right, Joe. Wow. Powerful as always. We're, we're going we're gonna to book a, bar, a part two for the fall. We must well, do this. We got to well, do this. And we're, gonna, and we're actually working. Joe and I are going to be talking about doing a, a LinkedIn local meetup in Long Beach. We're working out the logistics. Um, by the time this airs, I don't know if that would have happened already, but if, if you were there, it's great. Awesome. We appreciate it. If it didn't happen, I'm sorry. Sometimes things don't work out. So closing thoughts here. Joe is alpha LinkedIn. I just coined that. LinkedIn alpha. I just coined that, Joe. You are. You're LinkedIn alpha. He is a loud voice. And it's consistently adding value and creating content and winning on the platform through testing, learning, and optimizing. And pros like him continue to give tons of free and paid, because this is a business, advice to teach you strategies, but it's up to you to execute. Get out from behind the screen and execute. Connect and use the platform to its fullest advantage. And what works for him may not work for you. But if you pick up on even a few tips and capture some of his motivation, it will give you that competitive edge or inspiration to step up your game. And the point is that there's tons of resources out there available, but the ball is in your court. And Joe goes deep and he's built an entire business around LinkedIn strategies for both building your brand and personal success. Take advantage. He's also a huge offline networker, public speaker, and like me, a connector. That's my superpower. Joe does it too. He's a connector. That's what we do. We bring people together. And that did not happen automatically because he utilizes his tenacity to create Mojovation. Use this platform to make it all happen and watch the magic unfold. Joe, where could folks connect with you? Where could they find you? The fastest and easiest way to find me is on LinkedIn, but let people know that you heard me on this podcast because as you know, I'm not gonna accept everyone's connections unless I know they're a fan or they are a real person. So that's how you can let me know when you're connecting with me, engage with my content. Let me know that you saw me on the show. 
But more importantly, go to socialcellin.com, no G, socialcellin.com, no G, and sign up for our social selling system because we will help you go from an order taker to a rainmaker in just 15 minutes a day. And we're going to have all those links below. Joe, thank you so much for joining me. I greatly appreciate it. And to everyone listening, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Please be sure to follow us on all the social media channels, links. You know all that stuff. They'll all be below. Remember, subscribe network. And most importantly, like Joe does, like I do, how we built our success, take your online offline. I cannot preach that more. And thank you, everyone listening. Thank you for joining us. And Joe has one more thing to say. Last word. Yo, check it out. If you want to succeed, you got to put yourself out there. So I'm going to give you some last words, all right? All right. You ready for this? You ready for this? Give me a book. Here we go. Here we go. Can you give me a Joe, Joe, Joe. Here we go. 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 My name is Joe when I'm the social selling pro. I teach LinkedIn so you make dough. This is how we go. This is how we flow. Let's start the show so you can grow. Bye to the lurkers. Hi to the workers. Ride like a surfer. Click on the cursor. You open an account and you don't know what to do. You log into your feed and you're looking for your crew. Where is Adam? Where is Gary? Where are my boys? There is Harry. You haven't been connecting to all those connections that you have been collecting to all those fears that you have been protecting. Yo, check it out. You want those results that you have been expecting? Let me direct. Learn how to connect. Learn how to connect instead of expecting. Motivation. Check it out. This is how we're doing it. Yeah. Mo, rock, Joe, rock, Joe. Rock, rock, rock. You Joe. guys love this. Give it a boom. Yes. Mojo, Joe, Joe Applebaum. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. We will catch you all next episode. Thank you. Take care. Wisdom is forever. But for us, it's time to go. Thank you for joining us. Luckily, we'll be back with our next episode jam-packed with more incredible humans. For more info, please visit www.nhptalentgroup.com.